Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 138. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road. Take a breath, Andy. Thank you for having me on this night. Yep. <laughs> Tony Katz. Yes, <clears throat> here I am. I uh, don't need to thank anybody. I mean, I thank you guys for all of us doing this. Well, I'm this, a guest but... in this house, so... Oh, Andy. Uh, actually, I do want to... Let's give a quick shout-out to our uh, Wheel Talks boys who uh, supplied us with some Basil Hayden tonight for the pod. Yes, we have some uh, some bourbon, and then also uh, they got us some Proper 12 whiskey, little Conor yeah. McGregor stuff. I'm afraid of drinking that. I might just you know punch someone, throw a chair at a van. Who knows? Yeah, Can you I imagine mean, you drinking that while watching the oh, Dodger game? Oh, forget it. You would morph into Conor McGregor. <laughs> We just started speaking Irish accent. <laughs> Sprout a beard. <laughs> could happen. It could. Um, but this is our sp- uh, sports pod, like we said. Make sure you hit that sub- subscribe button and share with a friend. Check out Entertainment Pod after this. And uh, if you missed it last week, we recorded a happy hour with a friend of the pod, Tommy. Uh, author, traveler, all-around good man. Cook, the whole deal. You're going to want to check that out as well. But... Let's dive right on in. We have preseason NBA. It's already basically here. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we're ready. We're going to roll out our preview over the coming weeks here. Oh, we're going to get into that a little yeah. bit later, but uh, I think we want to talk a bit about some uh, preseason action already. Big time. So we had a uh, a nice little Knicks uh, incident. It was a nice little incident. Did you so, end up watching it? <clears throat> no. I forgot to show you. I meant to, but uh, yeah. What Morris is it? That one is I don't actually know. Fuck Marcus. Yeah, he's the one who signed with the Spurs and then said no and went to the Knicks instead. Okay, yeah. so Marcus Morris. Um, he had the ball, and Justin Anderson, who is on uh, it was Dallas. No, I don't remember now. It's it's not important. It's not important. But Justin Anderson was covering him. And Marcus Morris had the ball ahead of him and like he was kind of going for it. I think he was getting irritated and he got the ball and just when he had it above his head, just banged it on Anderson's head with the ball. And they call that off the heezy. I mean, they do on the streets, but on the, in the gym and an actual game, it is a double technical and he got ejected. So (laughs) it's off the heezy at the playground, but uh, he forgot he came back to the NBA, you know? Yeah, no kidding. I understand sometimes it's a long day at work and like I just want to get the fuck out of here, but he had a game to play. So he's like, I'll get myself kicked out. Yeah, it's uh it's uh, honestly I like it because I just love that it's already this in this much intensity in the preseason. I mean, I'm all about it. You know, basketball's back. Like these guys, they're out there, and even though, you know, it's not like either of these guys are trying to or it's not like Morris is trying to make a team, you know, he's on the team and he's just out there being a bully. I have to respect it. Yeah, yeah look out, Demarcus Cousins. Also, what I find interest, uh, pretty funny also is that when you that there's actually and it's probably only on the offshore accounts like I don't think you're going to be able to go to Vegas and find this. But New Zealand plays uh, Memphis today and the spread and they actually had a spread for that game and it was twenty nine and a half. And you have to wonder, like, how do they even know how to how can you even pick a spread for this New Zealand game? And it's kind of funny because they ended up being pretty far off. I mean, the spread was twenty nine and a half and Memphis, I guess, only won by less than 20. So they were double digits off and it's 
kind of like I'm surprised they even make that spread because. But then also at the same time, who's even betting? I'm not. Yeah, they're just trying to you know, get games. some action on there. They'll let it. They'll come in and they'll adjust the line. Yeah. You know they know what they're doing. They're yes, still they going to get their cut. Oh yeah. Um, did you see Alonzo uh, uh, unveiled his new jump shot? I have not. It looks seen a little bit more professional. A little, little quicker release. Still not great. It's still weird looking, but he's he's making them yeah, un- he uncontested. It. He's making those. Uh, speaking of also bad jump shots, Ben Simmons hit his first oh, yeah. three pointer today. Even though it's preseason, so it still doesn't count on his official well, stats. It's, but it's a start. Yeah, that's encouraging. He'll he'll end up hitting a few this year, I think. I think apparently Tobias Harris came out and said like he's been working with him or something like that. That's good. I mean, they're about the same height, so it makes sense. Yeah. Guys worked on his shot over the years. Got, yeah, got Tobias Harris is one of those guys that it's you have to respect because he's been how where he's been is he's earned that. He's you can tell he's worked hard. He's improved year by year. He gets better. He's earned that 190 million. I think it was. I wouldn't go that far, yeah. but it's I a would lot. Say it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, he's earned to be good. I don't know about 190 million worth. 189. Yeah, but we have more beef too. Well, how much preseason we want to talk. I don't know. What else do you have? We have Durant beef. Who does he have beef with? He's not even an active NBA player. He's got beef with uh, a neighbor, the Knicks. Oh. Yeah, he had a uh, – there's a few. He had some little Twitter wars today with some New York people. He also just decided – I mean, again, I'm all about it. I mean, it's about time that basketball in New York is starting to become relevant again. Yeah. Not it's, Unfortunately for Knicks fans, it's not the Knicks. It's the Brooklyn Nets who now have Irving and uh, Durant and the Brooklyn Nets, once they were, the, they were you know, previously the New Jersey Nets, have always been little brother to the New York Knicks. And right now, little brother is getting taller and is yeah. now becoming maybe big brother for the time being. It might be little brother, but I think little brother right now is a little stronger than big brother. Yep. And they're bullying them now. And Kevin Durant came out and just saying all this stuff, basically like mocking and laughing about how, Oh, uh, it was never even considered to go to the Knicks. Like I would never want to go to the Knicks. Why would anybody want to play for the Knicks type stuff? And it's just causing a little tension out there. And then there's people out there now that are, you know, because everyone, most people in New York are still diehard Knicks fans, even though they're a bad team. And those uh, people will defend their team, even as much as they, as no matter how much they hate them, they'll still defend them. And there's been some people getting upset at Durant with what he's saying, but it is kind of actually true. Like uh, Dobby just said over here, I, uh, actually kind of did forget that Duran is injured and probably won't even play this year. So I guess it's basically like he's hiding behind a computer screen. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. But I don't know. I mean, I like the whole firing it up and stuff, but it does kind of suck that it's like you're going to do this and just be on the bench all season. So there's one uh, Knicks fan I know has an opinion about this, and you might have uh, listened, so I'll ask you. Got to think uh, Michael Rappaport's not quiet about, about this. Did he say anything? I, I, I imagine I, he would. And Durant wouldn't know to I stay I actually out of, stopped. I used to follow Michael Rappaport on Instagram. And I, and it, just because of how entertaining it was, I always enjoyed the you fuck you and all this stuff. And I enjoy all that shit talking. But he just was way too political also. And it was I just that stuff I couldn't handle. I'm not a big political guy. I, I'm just but. saying he's a guy who, who can't stay out of it. Oh, yeah. So I that think. Also. And then Durant would not know to also not engage with him. Because he's very sensitive, so I think that would be entertaining. No, that would. I can see that as a big feud. If it hasn't happened yet, it will. Yeah. Because he already, I'm sure, hated the Warriors. I think yeah. not as much as LeBron James, but he he's not a fan. 
I like it, though, that this is – it's kind of like old basketball coming back, you know. Not everyone's a, f- a friend out there. Well, he also said he, he uh, thinks the Clippers are, are going to win more games than the Lakers, which is like – I guess he's like, I'm not playing this year. Who the fuck cares? Like, yeah. He's going to go put money in Vegas. I don't know. what. It's weird. Like, you and also, it's like active players comment like that. I mean, and the Lakers – the Clippers are predicted to have more wins than the Lakers, so it's not even like that's that big of a bold statement. Yeah, but I'm saying it's just strange for – a guy to comment. I think, and it was like uh, what Baker Mayfield said earlier before the season two, where it's like, you might be thinking of it. You're not supposed to get involved. Like active players are not just supposed, they're just not supposed to be analysts at the same time. It's just, it's a bad look. So, and that's Mm -hmm. why they've always said like people like with the Patriots, every time people play the Patriots, they're always like, we're going to beat them this week. Guaranteed win, yada, yada. And the Patriots go out and win by 30. And it's like, cause you just fire them up. Yeah. You don't, you're not supposed to say anything. They don't, you're they better. They always respect their opponents. You're better off just not saying anything, just yeah. going out there, playing your game, letting it go. And that's usually when things are better. Because or else you wake up a sleeping giant. I know that happened also in like, I don't remember if it was basketball or something recently. Oh, college football, I think. I think uh, someone said they were going to beat Clemson or something or Alabama and they just completely trashed them. And it's like, why are you trying yeah, to I mean, wake these people up? They wouldn't have won anyways. I don't know. I know, exactly. But it's like, then you say that more, and then it's like, okay, well, now we're really going to embarrass you. Also, I'm not... Oh, never mind. I won't even be able to remember it, but I do remember that happened recently in like uh, some sort of game, and they, that team just got their asses kicked, and it was kind of like, why did you say anything? Yeah. Should we move on to uh, China? Yeah, I think this week's lead story. Beef Worldwide. Yeah, so um, if you haven't paid attention, I'm surprised because this has been a big deal. But uh, I think it was maybe Friday or Saturday, Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets, uh, had a short tweet about supporting the protesters in Hong Kong. So if you don't know, Hong Kong is a, I don't know, we say like a province of China. It's not all the way independent, but it used to be part of... Britain, but they let go of it, and it's China, but it's not China. They still have their own. It's very weird. It's a, it's a complicated situation, but they're not fully integrated into China, and they're kind of been they've been protesting a little bit of a overreach by the Chinese government into uh, their affairs, and uh, so Mori tweeted in support of the protesters, and China does not take that stuff lightly. No, they do so, not. So uh, immediately, the Rockets organization, the owner, said like he does not speak for us, and uh, we love China. The NBA had to put out a statement: yeah, we love a China. Big checkbook right there. They had to they they put out two different statements: an English language statement and a Chinese language statement well, that yeah. were actually different. Uh, Yao Ming like disavowed the entire team. China scrubbed the Rockets from existence on their Chinese internet because they actually control their internet. So basically showed the NBA is having 29 teams. Um, There you go. The the people who broadcast the NBA games in China said, we won't show any more Rockets games. It was a big deal that the NBA was freaking out. We're going to lose money on this. I wonder what that dollar amount is going to come up to. I don't know. But but the NBA kind of went and sold out. Daryl Morey, who's a pretty big figure in their sport, um, not a not a household name, but maybe the most well known GM because of uh, the kind of techniques he's employed with the Rockets, uh, you know, just doing random things, having the kind of ugly basketball that you know you like to say, but like he's kind of really built a 
a interesting path towards success. So I think he's very well known. Yeah. Um, but the NBA kind of just sold him out and said, like, hey, we don't we don't stand by his statement, which was very a very innocent statement to be like, well, I stand by people exercising their their rights or yeah, people I was who are say, fighting for freedom. It's what a very, he's asking for wasn't a bad thing, I didn't think. It's just China, China is, super is so ass-backwards on that kind of shit. So there's stuff like, so China doesn't want anyone to acknowledge that Taiwan exists. I mean, I don't think it does. So, <laughs> so they actually, like, a lot of hotel chains don't don't say Taiwan if you want to book a hotel room in Taiwan because it'll offend the Chinese and then they won't allow your hotel to be in China. Wow. So, like, American businesses bend over backwards to get Chinese business. And then, well, isn't Trump just saying, fuck you guys, look who we are? Trump, I guess he doesn't. He didn't get involved in this at all. It's I, kind of I know, but like in general, isn't he always just going against China? Like, I mean, he hates China, but then he also said something. He doesn't doesn't give a shit about the Hong Kong protesters. He would sell them out for anything. Wow. So I mean, <laughs> I don't think he has a, a informed opinion on it. I'll tell you what. I had no idea about this Hong Kong protest shit. It, it wasn't a, a big um, news story, and this is now they just made it something that Americans care about. I, I still don't care. Um, well, no. Uh, I, I do think it is weird, and it's kind of annoying how, at some point or another, Britain owned everybody, every inch of yeah. land they had, and still have a lot of. When they're this tiny little goddamn island, it's crazy. Yeah, it was an empire for a reason. Yeah. And that's those uh, tea trading routes, big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, but stupid nonetheless. And yeah, I get where M- NBA is coming from. It's it's about money at the end of the day. They don't care about people. but it, it's it's a bad look for american businesses to kind of sell out their people and i think uh after the nba made their first you know their first instinct was to kind of okay let's sell out daryl Morey. we want to salvage the relationship and then they got criticized because that's a bad look for i mean said everything over there silently over here i mean they could have done that but i mean people care that China's committing human rights violations. People care about they that do shit. all the goddamn time. I mean, I know you're just a weirdo who doesn't actually care about that, but I actually care about the people of the world. That China is fucking horrible, and it's a horrible, corrupt, fascist government, Tony. There you go, Tony. <laughs> I literally just said I don't give a shit about China or any of that stuff. I know, but you, I'm saying you don't care either way. You don't I'm care that they kill the their people. Business point of view of yeah, this is yeah. probably going to translate to. But you shouldn't be. We shouldn't be doing business with them in the first place. I you shouldn't that, be in business with company with the countries that run concentration camps. It's bad. Business like, doesn't care. But it should. We want business to care. I like the NBA. I don't want to think about this shit. So do we boycott the NBA? No, the NBA should have said fuck you to China, but they didn't. But then because Silver got criticized for taking too hard of a stance against Maury, they put out a different statement saying we still support his free speech rights. So then China again said, well, fuck you. Now we're not going to televise any NBA games. Good. And it's not just going to be a war between two assholes. You know who, well, who needs what? to come into play is Marbury. Yeah, I don't He's know what's going to He's going to be there. put into China jail and disappear. No, they love him way too goddamn much. He's the tallest man over there example. short of Yao. It'll be an example. He made, he made an he example. What, uh, um, what time, when our games are on here, what time even is it in China? I don't know, but I'm sure they get reruns, you know. What fun is they that? They just now get into 96 season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this Alan Iverson guy, very good. <laughs> I I don't I don't know how that works, but it is super popular. It's it's not like oh, actually this is speaking it's... of uh, Asians today, yeah, I actually uh, so I was out with my family's at my place of work today, 
And a older gentleman, probably in his sixties or so came in and he was asking me not a, not very much English. Like he spoke a little bit of English, but not much. Wasn't from the, wasn't familiar with the area. And honestly, I work there in the city and I'm not familiar with the area that well either. I just work there, but he comes up to me and he's showing me a paper of a place he needs to go. And there's an address on it. And he's like, do you know like where this is? And I'm like, uh, no, but let me hear, let me put up the address on my phone. I even took out my phone. He was even like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like kind of thing. So I put the address in and it said it was like 0.2 miles away or something like that point, like three miles. So he was close and I told him, Oh yeah, it says you want to make a right here. And then in 0.2 miles, you'll make a left. And he's like two miles. I'm like, no, no, no. Like 0.2 miles. Like it'll be very oh, close. It's down there before. I think I've seen this building even. And he's like, Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. And he, he bowed to me. Yeah. Oh, amen. Like once or like, did you bow back? No, I didn't. But <sighs> he bowed to me like two, three times. And honestly, it was the most powerful I felt in a while. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Actually, it's, it's a different thing when they bow to you. It's not like just a thank you. It's, it's a bow. It's I've a full on been, like, I've never been bowed to. I've been bowed to once now. Have you Andy? I think so. I think you I've probably dealt. bowed to people. I, I bet you bow to the a... guy who cuts your meat. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a euphemism or is it? <laughs> I think I've dealt with uh, plenty of uh, Asian people. I uh, had a colleague who bowed to a person he wasn't supposed to bow to. Yeah. I guess it doesn't translate on all... I don't know. Yeah. Asian people. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, but anyways, China. (laughs) So there's another incident this week, Uh, too. With China again? With the same thing. Jesus Christ. That uh, I know we're a sports podcast. We don't really cover eSports, though. Uh, we're starting to learn that we have to. But uh, it's a thing, and there was a Hearthstone tournament. So Hearthstone is a... Can you use it in a sentence? World of Warcraft <laughs> oh my God. card game, like video card game. I just hear Virgin Convention. But <laughs> That's all I hear. But people play it, and they play it in competitions, and you can actually make money. So the guy who won this weekend is from Hong Kong, and he wore a mask like the protesters did throughout the whole match. At the end... He uh, revealed himself as well. He said, he "Yeah, like Spider Man." He said, "You know, I don't know." It's a statement in support of Hong Kong, and they shot him. Not only so, Blizzard, who is just down the street yeah, in Orange County, a, the neighbor, but of ours. they know so much of their money comes from weirdo Chinese people. They uh, banned this guy from competition for a year. Oh my! They God. took all of his winnings and oh, they whoa. erased his. So this is five hundred grand. How do they, they took take away. his winnings? As part of the terms of service, is if you make any statements that we deem bad, we'll just kick you out and take your money, which oh, seems crazy. Oh, my God. But then they also <laughs> fired the broadcast team for the event for, like, not stopping it. And so uh, they're pissed, too, because, yeah, they have a bunch of uh, fans in Asia, but they also still have, you know, American fans who I thought don't Chinese like. people didn't have money. Oh, China has more money. They have the largest economy in the world now. So I get have, that, but... That's money. That's what that means. <laughs> they don't have a lot per person. Yeah. They have a fuck ton of people. Yeah, I guess that's true. So China that, that's the whole thing is China has so much money that movies are being made for the Chinese markets and China has just in been in, so ingrained in uh our economy that we don't even know. Like like the company I work for is owned by like through three layers owned by the Chinese. So it's like I work for a Chinese company. And so it's like you don't even you know work that. For Samsung. <laughs> I'd rather work for Samsung. <laughs> work for Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Samsung is Korean, not Chinese. Uh, no one knows the That's difference. A, there's a huge difference. Korea is a democracy. China is a dictatorship. Okay, we are, uh, not uh, North. Dictatorship. 
I think we're uh, not North. Yeah, Samsung's not in North Korea. <laughs> we uh, we're heading a little different yeah, direction yeah, here. The people, the people got to know. Rabbit saying, there's, hole. There's a huge difference between you know Sony, which we'll actually talk about later in the uh, entertainment podcast. Oops, stay tuned. And China. I'll tell you what. I've heard the the place of China mentioned more times in the last three years than I have in my life. Yeah, because, I mean, Donald Trump does hate them for some reason. He talks but about then them all the time. He hates them, and then he wants to be friends, and then he's like, no, you're bad. And it's like... I keep hearing I trade wars <laughs> yeah. and this and that, and now I can't believe this gaming thing. He just said something stupid, and they took 500K, uh, K, uh, K from him. Yeah, they, they said, no, well, you, you didn't... It's basically like you forfeited. Well, he's an idiot. He's like Reggie Bush of Hearthstone. So is he going to try and become uh, Kaepernick of... Yeah, I should. I don't know if there's a market there, but... <laughs> Nike is going to sponsor him for yeah, a commercial? Yeah, he was the greatest... I are they athletes? Well, what do you N- even call Nike, them? Nike can't say shit because then there would be no Nike shoes if China turned on them. So just yeah, send their boats <laughs> elsewhere with that shipment coming over here. All right, should we uh, move over to hockey, or do you still want to yeah, talk? Let's do it. You want to go to like Japan really quick? I mean, I could do thirty minutes on Thailand. <laughs> let's not. All right, All hockey right. is back. Hockey is back, and uh, I'm excited. Hockey, uh, ice hockey, ice hockey, okay. indeed. Uh, the season started last. Wednesday, and it opened up with uh well there was like a little game before I think the technically the first game was like Toronto versus Montreal which was a nice high scoring game Montreal's I mean not Montreal Toronto's had a pretty high powered offense the last couple of years with uh, Austin Matthews John Tavares and uh, Mitch Marner but uh the highlighted game there was two highlighted games last Wednesday uh, the first one was the five o'clock game where the Washington Capitals went to uh, St. Louis to watch the Blues get their rings, and it was the that matchup was the last two NHL champions, and uh, the Washington Nationals were able to take them down, which I kind of suspected. The national, I mean, not the Nationals, but wow, the Washington Capitals <laughs> were able to take them down, which I kind of suspected. Sorry, the Nationals, we got them going on too, so we'll get to that a little bit later. And the Mystics, we got them. actually, wow, yeah, it's a good time for Washington, I guess. Uh, not if you're the president, but yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna actually almost just say for sports. But uh, anyway, then uh, the other highlighted game that evening was San Jose Sharks at the Vegas Golden Knights. And if uh, anybody remembers what happened last year in the playoffs, the Golden Knights in Game 7 were up about 3-0 or something. I want to say it was Game 7. And there was a bad call of a game misconduct, which is a five minute power play. And the difference with these five minute power play compared to other power plays is you get the entire five minutes. When you score, the power play is not done. You get the entire five minutes and San Jose scored three goals on that power play. And I feel like San Jose ended up winning that game in overtime. I forget exactly how it went, but I know that calls what cost Vegas their season last year. And uh, Vegas came out with vengeance. I think they beat San Jose pretty easy that night. And then they actually played San Jose again a couple nights later in San Jose this time and like beat him again pretty bad. Well, San Jose just brought Patrick Marlowe back today. So yeah, well, cool. San Jose years old. just lost to Nashville a few moments ago and are now 0-4 to start the year, which, I mean, it's early, but Sharks are one of those teams that the last like five years have always been in there, so I'm sure they'll end up being fine. But Yeah, they haven't broken through yet. Though. There's been some uh, high-scoring games this year. There was a player... On Sunday, that scored four goals in a game on the Detroit Red Wings, Anthony Martha or, Martha or something like that. And then James Neal for the Edmonton Oilers scored four goals today. So there's been a 
good amount of goals that scored already today. And uh, I've said this before. I'm actually, I actually enjoy betting on hockey. I do bet on like a lot of things, pretty much everything. But hockey's the one where I actually have my own little system down that I do. And uh, I uh, go as deep as even looking at like the NHL refs. And I've come to know in hockey, it's, it's worked for me. And I was even talking to a guy about this at a party who, uh, has a good friend of his that actually refs like AHL games. And when I was telling him that he even like kind of blew his mind a little bit. He's like, actually, damn, he's like, that actually makes sense because it's true. Certain refs, maybe you're prone to calling slashing or hooking more and stuff like that compared to other refs. And, uh, it worked out for me tonight. I had a uh, Carolina, uh, hurricanes versus the Florida Panthers. I almost said the Carolina Panthers because it's kind of weird because it's Carolina yeah. they're playing the Panthers. And I uh, had over six and a half goals, and the final score was 6-3. It was 5-1 to one with 18 minutes left in the second. And then it got a little scary. Then that final goal didn't happen until there was like 10 minutes left in the third, which I always hate because it's like you never count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah, It's one thing I've learned. There's been so many times where I've had a bet going well, and I'll brag about it to a friend or and be like, man, that was so easy, and then I lose. And I've, I'm like now convinced that I automatically lose when I say that. I mean, no, but... In a, in a in certain way, in a certain way, yes. But uh, also on our Twitter, because honestly, I'm I know if you follow us on Twitter, what is uh, what is our Twitter handle again? Uh, take underscore Tonys. Okay, take underscore Tonys. Uh, our ghostwriter is very good on there. He's always posting. He's doing a wonderful job. Pretty f- funny stuff. Honestly, you should be definitely watching that. And also. I'll start posting uh, myself a little bit more hockey picks on there. Maybe I'll try to do it daily uh, because, honestly, hockey, I do pretty well. You got to get those hockey picks in early. Yeah, so that's the only problem is, like, most of the time, I'll probably have them in around 3 p.m. Pacific, 3.30 Pacific. So Yeah, you, just, want, you do want to wait to use in goal that night. Yeah, and I, I look at all sorts. And, I, and I'm not just not like I'm sitting there and doing any, mini my name. I mean, I'm doing my research on these things. So, I mean, I... Making sure to give winners. So I'm just saying, you know, give it a follow. Piggyback those picks for a little bit. Make yourself a little bit of money. I guarantee you're going to like the way you look. <laughs> I guarantee it. But anyway, yeah, hockey's back. I'm excited. We know we go to a lot of or try to go to a lot of Ducks games. It's always more lively down in that area. It's more fun. So I think we're all a little excited hockey's back. I mean, maybe not so much Andy, but I know he enjoys going to those games some nights. He enjoys the whole process right. of it. Yeah, I'm, well, Maybe I'm happy the, that other people are happy to see it oh, back, okay. you know? Oh, look at that, Andy. That's so nice of you. Yeah. All right. I know it, it makes uh, some of the people we know in, in a little better mood. It uh, livens up our uh, local bar, I think, a bit. It livens up yeah, a couple of our local bars. So, yeah. Good for our economy because it's all about the bottom line, right? I agree. It doesn't matter if China invested in all of our local bars. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I think that's. Uh, I don't really have much too much to say about hockey. We're not really a big hockey podcast, but we do know our hockey. But yeah, I think we uh, will do kind of you know little updates here and there. See how yeah, I mean, the I'm season's not, going. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Gun to my head, I will still Vancouver. say that. <laughs> I will actually still say the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had the best team on every aspect of everything last year: power play, penalty kill, goals per game. They good goalie. And they got into the playoffs and were clueless. And they uh, never actually won, right? They no, they go... got swept by Columbus in the first round. No, I mean, uh, they haven't won. They went to the, the Stanley Cup against the Blackhawks like I know they, four years ago. Yeah, that sounds about I don't about think they right. ever won. Somebody. I don't know. I feel like they won one. I'm lost, yeah. There was one where they had, there was like, uh, 
Did they win in like 2002 or something? It was like 2000, like, I want to say like four or five or something, because there was a yeah. time where... But during they, this run with uh, kind of these guys, they never... Won. So they did. So right here, they were the Stanley Cup champions in 2003-2004 season. And I won't, they took out, uh, let me see, Calgary. Yeah, I remember that one. In yeah. seven games. So, yeah. But, I mean, in this run, with this kind of core, they haven't. So. No. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. This is, uh, I don't know. I think they, they got their teams pretty good again this year. And uh, I don't know. That's the team that I think will do it. But I was just also saying Vegas Knights look pretty good so far early also. So, who knows? Hockey's always just exciting. It's always up in the air. Like, last year, I think in the first round, I think, like, the in the Western Conference, like, one, two, and three seeds all got eliminated in the first round or something ridiculous. So, it's always uh, exciting to watch. Yeah. But uh, moving on. I think uh, we need to jump back into basketball. Oh, Ooh. we're doing one of those. Forget something? Well, we had one well, last got, thing. No, it's not the one last later. thing. It's the uh, the start of our preview. Oh, okay. We're going to do some little bit of a basketball preview and some over-unders. Yeah, this is actually the time to do it because the season starts two weeks from tonight, the 22nd. So if you are so we're gonna got get, websites or you're able to get to Vegas, honestly, a lot of people like to put some money on future picks for over-unders. So. Yeah, we're going to give you uh, two per week before until the season starts. So uh, two divisions tonight. We're going to start with the Atlantic Division. So you guys ready? Let's do it. Because i got to write them down and see what our picks are. Uh, so the first team, the Raptors, they went 58-24 and last year. They lost Kawhi Leonard, though. They, they lost Danny Green. I mean, they, they, they won the depth. championship, but they lost some good players. They kept so, Lowry. $31 yeah. million dollar extension, I saw. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So they're over under the season is 46. Under. Yeah, under. All right. I think uh, we're all going under. I just, uh, even though that team won the championship last year, I mean, outside of Kawhi Leonard, that team was not impressive. There was too many moments where they looked like they just struggled to even score mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I know, you know, you hope that like guys like Siakam and Anuobi or whatever his name is that never even like played in the playoffs yeah, last the year. the appendix issue. Can uh, step up or whatever, you know, maybe Van Vliet's ready to play bigger minutes and stuff or whatever. Like I should say be a bigger role player, but I don't know. That team just doesn't. I just think Lowry and Gasol are probably their two best there's two and three. Like and a, Lowry had too many moments yeah. where he did not look good. Siakam is going to be their number one, and I'm sure he'll make the All-Star team this year because he'll get a lot of opportunity. But those two guys are old, Lowry and Gasol. So, mm-hmm. you know, who's, who knows? They're not going to play full seasons. Uh, the next team, the Sixers, went 51 and 31 last year. They uh, they added Al Horford and Josh Richardson, but they uh, lost Jimmy Butler and JJ Redick. I'm disappointed so, about Redick. But I'm I, okay with them losing Butler. Yeah, so they're over under. Butler. They're over under is 55, so that's four more than last year. That one's a tricky one. Uh, like you, go, you said, though, Simmons is getting better every year. I would, yeah, I'll, I'll say over also. And the only reason I'll say over is because they're in the East Coast, so they only play exactly. the West Coast teams each team twice, and the Eastern teams like four times or something. Raptors got worse, so I think they'll. Win like fifty-seven games. I think that one will be I'm close. Going I think it'll 56. be fifty-six. I think yeah. I think it'll be right around there. Yeah. Well, I'm staying. I'm staying under. I okay. think uh, I like the moves. I do like that switch out for those two guys. Uh, but I fifty-five is is a lot of wins. Yeah. 
It is. But like I said, I only like it because they're in the East. Yeah, a lot of people are picking them to win the East. So someone's got to win, you know, close to 60 games this year. True. Uh, next team, the Celtics, 49-33 and 33 last year. They added Kemba Walker and Enos Cantor. But, Taco Fall. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> I don't know how much he uh, will play. But uh, the big the big losses were Kyrie Irving and Al Horford. So mm-hmm. their uh, over-under yeah. is 49 and a half. So, wow, right up there. Yeah, mm. same as before. I, I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to say over, and I'm going to say it's going to be like fifty between 50 and 53. The only reason why I like the over is because – a lot, you know, some of those young guys are getting a year older, like Tatum and Brown. And Brown had moments where I thought he actually looked pretty good in the playoffs. Gordon Hayward's having a full season back now, but I think it got to a point last year where Kyrie Irving was kind of a distraction for that team. Yeah. And I think Kemba Walker coming in will be a better fit for the team wise and happiness. And I think they'll actually come out and have a better season than they did last year. I'm glad we're not playing this like we play the Rotten Tomatoes game on our entertainment pod uh, because you actually talked me off the ledge. I was <laughs> thinking 47 for a minute there. And I was like, mm. I actually I agree entirely with what you just said. I think they'll yeah. be a much more fluid There team. was that stretch last year where they lost like a handful of games in a row and then it seemed like Kyrie. Then there was like, oh, he wants out type stuff and whatever. And I know yeah. he was getting frustrated. And, you know, it's a lot of, you know, we can't see everything, what we see on TV. Like when these guys are behind closed doors, we don't know who's – even when reporters aren't in there, we don't know who's yelling at who. And exactly. you know, you always find that stuff out like three years later when some guy who got traded was like, Oh yeah, Kyrie Irving once just socked Jason Tatum right in the face. You, you heard know, it here and, first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying stuff like that always ends up. Yeah, I like the over on that, uh thinking about it a second time. Taco Falls is gonna have a tremendous Also, yeah, season. exactly. Taco Falls is gonna be demanded in some of these games because the fans already love him. Yeah. And he's just there's like, some about, you know, like Boban. Like you just when you're that gigantic. Yeah. Okay, well that's another thing. Just think about you see a Boban Taco Fall matchup. Oh, yeah. they play gotta Dal- love that. Who's he on Dallas now? Boban? Yeah. yeah I just right. saw him tonight. Yeah. We were watching the Dallas game. That'll be exciting. Well, I still have under because I think uh losing Horford is a big deal. Just trying to replace that kind of like selfless leadership. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. It's an opportunity for the young guys. So yeah, uh, the next next team, the Nets, went forty two and forty. A surprising season for a young team. A good story. Um, they added a uh, Kyrie Irving to their team. Hmm. I think he was good. And then uh, Kevin Durant, but he's hurt. Yeah. And then they also added DeAndre Jordan, who is healthy. But who knows what you're gonna get out of him? Yeah. He's not. He's still still very young. But I mean, like comparatively, he's not. He's not 37. I think he's like 31. Mm-hmm. So he could still be a presence. Uh, their over-under is 44. I'm going to go over on the wins, and I'm going to go... I'm, I'm going to make my own little side bet of <laughs> plus-minus five Twitter wars. I'm going to go over. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm talking about oh. strictly Durant on that. <laughs> I don't think I mentioned that they also lost D'Angelo Russell in order to make these moves which i uh what'd you say it was 44 44 i will go over with that also i think kyrie irving they they have a good young team i like you got deandre jordan down low you got jared allen you got those other guys like dinwiddie joe harris karis lavert uh i think that team is with kyrie irving again being in the east coast i think that team's should easily be a 47 48 win team this year even without durant yeah i got him over too i think uh kyrie will have a, a great first year at least 
win some games in the fourth quarter. He, he could be an incredible fourth quarter scorer, and that'll really help, you know, close out games. So, you know, got over. Uh, the next team here, the Knicks, 17 and 65 last year. Oh, boy. Whoa. They added RJ Barrett and Julius Randle and some other things. <laughs> yeah. And, Thanks. uh, for key losses, I have none because there was no one good enough to qualify as a key loss on their team. Uh, their 2020 over under is 27 and a half wins. Wow, well, that's actually impressive that they think they're going to be 10 wins better. Yeah, I'm going under. I'm going to go under as well. I think Barrett's gonna, young. He's never played. They're going to. What's going to end up happening is yeah, they're going to be too young. They're going to not know how to even play in crunch time. They're not going to know how to blow teams out. And then the city is just going to swallow them alive and just be like, and all these young guys won't know what to do and. They'll end up winning like 24 games this year. Yeah, you're going to have some, you know, little uh, tiff going on of, oh, this athlete was seen leaving, you know, the strip club at 6 a.m. on a game day. <laughs> you're totally going to have that. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not R.J. Barrett. I think that's all what the season's about is trying to make sure that guy's not going to go insane. So I, I, I don't see them making that big of a jump when, I don't know, Bobby Portis that's going to do it. Yeah, 22. All right, so we're done with that division. We're moving to the Southeast, where the Magic actually won at 42-40 and 40 last year. Wow. So they added uh, Al Farouk Aminu, and uh, no uh, significant losses for them. So their over-under is 42 and a half. Who's even still on that roster? Everyone that was there last year. So. I don't even remember who was there last Vooch, year. Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon, Fournier, Mobamba, who didn't really do anything. Who's their point guard? Um... They had um, Augustine, right? Was he their starting? Yeah, he's years? aging. Can't even tell you who they have at the backup. What did you say their uh, record was last year? 42 and 40. And this year they're 42 and a half. Yeah, give it to them. Give them over. They didn't lose anything. Oh, they should so only they have added, more chemistry. Uh, well, what's interesting is they added Markel Fultz. Yeah, I didn't put it on there. because. Yeah, well, my know. only thing is he had gotten that surgery. So I don't think we've really seen him play since that surgery. And it's act, they acted like he actually had like an, a pr- legit problem. So with this team, I kind of uh, I'll go uh, I'll, I'll go over. I can, I think they can win 43, 44 because I'm going to be optimistic and say Markel Fultz being on a new team, a young team, coming off this surgery, I'm optimistic he'll actually be beneficial. And then I'm going to be optimistic. Mobamba comes in and has another year, and I mean, has a starts getting better. And then Aaron Gordon has just significantly gotten much, like not even a little bit better, but like leaps of better every year. So I think he's about ready to really like take full control of a team and be like a complete star. So it'll be close. I wouldn't be surprised if they do only win like 40, 41 games, but. It, Saying they're going to win over 42.5 is basically saying they're going to be above 500 this year, and I think they're an above 500 team. I think they can sneak like a five, six, just five or six spot in the East this year, maybe behind like those top teams like the Bucks, Celtics, you know, the 76ers. Yeah. Yeah, I've got them over too. I think they're uh, going to have one of the best defenses in the NBA. I think they had that coach knows how to coach defense, and it works for a little while, and then. The team never goes anywhere, and then he'll get fired, and they'll have to restart. But it'll work at least for one more year. Uh, the next team, Orlando's former team, Orlando's <laughs> coach's former team. Orlando used to own. <laughs> uh, the Hornets last year were 39-43. and 
they added Terry Rozier, but they did lose Kemba Walker and Jeremy Lamb. And this year, their over-under is 23, Whoa. which I believe is the lowest. Whoa. Is it really? So I think they're projected to be the worst team in the NBA. At 23? Yeah. Uh, I'll go over. I don't, I mean, I look at their roster. Yeah, it's young, but it's got young guys that, I mean, I kind of liked that were in the, you know, when they were in a college, like, yeah, PJ Washington, Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, you know, Dwayne Bacon, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Marvin Williams. I've always liked, they got that, you know, Devonte Graham, Josh Perkins, who were good college players. So I just think there's enough talent on there to win 20, at least 23 games. I mean, you're, if they go under that, you're saying they're going to have to lose 60 games this year. I mean, I Somebody think... Somebody probably will. Yeah, so. but I just don't think it'll be them. There's teams out there that I think are worse than them. I So I think they'll win like 28 or 9 games. Like actually, I think they'll actually not be completely awful. Rozier's solid. I mean, 20... They have a couple of veterans that aren't bad. I mean, these are good young college guys. Like guys that were good in college. I mean... It's not like they have just – they're a young team with a bunch of, like, nobodies. So, yeah. I don't know. I think they're still a squad. I think 23 is just too low. It is pretty low. I'd say go ahead and give them an over. All right. We're all in agreement. All right. The next team, the Miami Heat, they were 39-43, and 43 and they uh, they added Jimmy Butler. Lost Dwayne Wade. But they did lose Josh Richardson and Hassan Whiteside, and, yes, Dwayne Wade. Their over-under is 44 and a half. And what did they do last year? 39 and 43. 39 to go to 44. I uh I I like kind of the under still. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Jimmy I mean, I like Jimmy Butler. I mean, I should say I like All him. I've I seen think, of Jimmy Butler are videos of him playing dominoes. So He's like with, with Jimmy Butler, actually, but you know it's funny you say that because I did actually see a I did see a video thing, not a video, but like a, a post that said that actually he went to the gym. They had like a 10 a.m. practice or something. And he got in there at like, or no, they had like a 6 a.m. practice and he got in there at like three in the morning or something like that. Damn. And so, I mean, it, maybe he is going to work hard, but I agree kind of more with, with what Dobby said in this aspect is how one of the first videos you did see of him when he was in Miami was playing dominoes. And it's like, sure, I think he wants to do well, obviously he wants the team to do well, but he could have stayed in Philly. There's so many other places he could have gone and he chose to go to Miami. And I think he almost wanted to go to Miami for what's, outside of the court Temptation. in Miami. And I think it'll get to the point where their team won't be doing that great and he'll just kind of sign out in a way. Like, yeah. And I don't know. I just think they'll go under. I mean, I still think they can, because the East, the last couple teams in the East are always below 500. So, I mean, I still think they could get a playoff spot. But I don't know. That Heat team, I watched them last year. They, they I just hated watching them. Their offense just doesn't score well. They play kind of more like 90s type basketball where it's solid defense and not very amazing offense and i'm just not a fan of it so i'm gonna say under yeah i'm going the same thing short of the stars aligning that season's not gonna pan out too well another uh agreement here good i don't uh i don't love that team all right next up the uh wizards 32 and 50 last year they uh they added uh, rui hachimura from Gonzaga, and uh, they lost Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker this offseason. I don't know if that means much. So I'm, I'm looking at the roster. Justin Anderson's on this team, so that's who was playing the Knicks last night. On the Wizards? It was the Wizard Knicks, which was a basically a fuck-off of who can be worse. 
So uh, their their over under is twenty six and a half. So yeah, one of the uh, also one of the worst. Teams. I will uh, go under on that. I was already saying I'm not too big on this Wizards team. I mean John Wall, I think is dead. Not there. He won't be there. John Wall, even if he's yeah. there physically, he won't be there mentally. Mm-mm. But he won't be there physically. <laughs> I think there's zero chance he's playing this year. Really? Yeah. I think he's not going to be healthy yet. So. And then I mean I just look at their other guys. I mean Hachimura, he's. I he mean, he was good at Gonzaga, but I don't think he's going to be amazing in the pros, especially on this. Like, I'm not saying ever, but not this year, not with this team. Bradley Beal, I mean, it's basically like that's your top guy. You have Isaiah Thomas, who we know what he's done recently. And then there's, you know, you just look at this team and it's just not. Not good. It's really not that good. I thought I think they're actually much worse than Charlotte. I would much rather have Charlotte's team than this. So I will definitely go under with the Wizards. I think the Wizards are going to win somewhere around like 20 four games or something this year they yeah. have no reason to be good yeah like let let it yeah i agree so it's hard for me i think if uh bradley bradley beal stays they will win more than that because i think he'll carry him but i think there's the chance he does get traded at some point this season which at that point they will not win 26 games so i'm gonna go with the under i guess it's a conditional under but that's not how it works you don't get to tell the the bookie. Hey, it only counts if this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, last team that we're covering today, the Atlanta Hawks. Last year went twenty nine and fifty three. They added DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, two top ten picks. Uh, but they did lose Torian Prince and Kent Bazemore. Their over under this year is thirty six. Wow. They kept Vince Carter and that little bald kid. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, um, uh, uh, Trey Young. Young. He is getting much better. He is getting much better. He is getting so much better. Uh, I like over on that. What did you say? It was thirty six and a half. Just straight up thirty six. Oh, just thirty six. Uh, I I agree with Sean to the point where Trey Young is actually a lot better than I think people thought he was going to be. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember watching him at Oklahoma and it was fun to watch. He was really good. And then comes to the pros. And I feel like he started off a little slow last year and then he Bless got it going. Idea. And then now it's like, he's actually getting better. And like you said, I think they, I don't know if you mentioned it, that they got added cam reddish. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure. So yeah, you had cam reddish, Deandre Hunter. So they had a good draft. Uh, John Collins is one of the guys that, is really good that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. Kevin Huerter. Uh If Jabari Parker could ever come back to being Jabari Parker, that would be awesome. They added, you know, a little bit to their bench with Alan Crabb and Evan Turner. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, I like this Hawks team. I think this Hawks team is a playoff team this year. They got, I think, maybe like a seven or eight, like a seven seed or something sounds reasonable. But I think they can win about 30. What did you say? was right at 36? Yeah. I think this is going to be, honestly, this is one of those teams where I wouldn't be surprised if it hits right at the number. Like, I really think they're going to be somewhere between 35 wins to like 39 wins, but I would say over. So I'm leaning more of the over 36 part. I've got the over as well. I think it's a team that's going to want it. They're going to try to win, which is different from most teams in the NBA. So, or not most, but. It's a good chunk of teams that just aren't going to try. So, And the one thing I remember help. about the, the Hawks last year, and I think it was when I was watching a, a game where they played against the Clippers because I think that's why I was able to watch it. It was a really high-scoring game, and they were shooting threes pretty well. And this is a team that I think is going to like to fire up some threes, and they got some guys that can hit them. You got Trey Young. Cam Reddish was a good three-point shooter. Kevin Huerter. I mean, they're going to be a, a fun little team. 
And then, yeah, and then you have the leadership of guys like Vince Carter, uh, Evan Turner, who's been there before. So, yeah, I like that little Hawks team to get some wins this year. So we were in agreement on eight of the ten teams. That I think I agreed with Tony on all of them. <laughs> you did. The only two uh, that I disagreed were Sixers and Celtics. Yeah, that's why we always say, yeah. like, we always like to talk basketball even when it's not. We have a lot of the same thoughts on yeah. these teams, I guess. But uh, was that it for some basketball? Yeah, so we're going to do another another two divisions next week. And then. And I will just say one last thing for basketball. Uh Game five, Thursday, WNBA Finals, the final game, Be Washington there. Mystics Be versus square. the Connecticut Sun. Should be a good game. I think the Mystics will take it, but uh, yes, and I do watch. We support the WNBA. We watch. I watch it sometimes. I won't throw all you guys under the bus we, with me. But well, we delayed filming tonight so we could. Uh, that was one of the reasons so film was it. delayed tonight. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think uh, that's going to be it for basketball, huh? I think so. Should we uh, transition well, over to MLB? Yes, I was just going to say, I mean, we've uh, hopefully, you know, we uh, waited a little. This is the big thing happening on in sports right now. We decided to wait till deep middle of the podcast to talk about it. But, hey, that's why you got to stick around to hear our chat about this. So uh, we got four series that started since we uh, really last spoke. We'll start with the one that ended quick, the New York Yankees. Swept the Minnesota Twins nice and easy. I don't even know if any of the games were that close. I want to say the first game was like 11 to 4. The first game, no, I think it was like 10 to 8 or something. It was both teams scored a lot of runs. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like one of the one of the games was for sure like 11 to 4 or something. I don't remember, but I'll take a look. You just keep telling me what you thought about it. Uh it's So here it was. Yeah. First game, Yankees won 10-4. Second game, they won 8-2. Third game, they won 5-1. No, oh, I thought they so, twin scored once. Had a good game once, but... Uh, I think you not. might have actually been thinking maybe of like a couple of years ago in the wild card game. <laughs> I don't know, but regardless, Yankees... I was a little disappointed in the Twins. That was a fun lineup to watch this year. They hit a ton of home runs. Uh, it would have been fun to see them at least give the Yankees a series, and they just didn't. And I, I agree with what you said. It was just... They just didn't have the starting pitching to compete, especially with a lineup like that. The Yankees. You know. But it's not like the Twins had bad starting pitching throughout the year. I mean, they had two good front line guys. Yeah, Berrios, Odorizzi. Yeah, who didn't actually, you know, they didn't shut down the Yankees lineup. But the yeah. other side of it is that the Yankees did get good starts out of Tanaka and Severino. And I don't even know yeah, who started which is game big one. for them. Like, yeah, I think Paxton started game one. Yeah. So yeah, they. Uh, so that's not a it's not a great rotation. And what's his name? Uh, I I, for, well. I forget. But is Herman done for the season? Yeah, he's. So that's he's not actually. A lot of pitch. I think that's going to be a big loss for them with their next series, which just got extended to five games. Houston Astros got off to that two zero lead on the or two zero series lead, I should say, to be specific, on the Tampa Bay. I thought they were ready to go for a clean sweep. I think this Astros team is incredible. Then they went to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay looked great. One like what was it like seven to two or something yesterday, and then they win four to one tonight, forcing game five. Verlander did not look good. I watched the first couple innings; his command was not there. He walked Choi three times, just Choi. You know, his, he was throwing it high, he was throwing it low. His pitches weren't doing what he wanted them to, and uh, because of that, we have a game five coming. 
And it's going to be Garrett Cole and against Glass now, I believe. And I think like Charlie Morton might be available in that bullpen, along with Blake Snell, who came in to, to pitch two-thirds of an inning tonight to close up the game. And that good bullpen. And all of a sudden, if I'm an Astros fan, if I'm holding one of those future tickets on Astros to win the World Series, all of a sudden, I'm not very confident. I'm not, I should say I'm not like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know, because it's, that race team, what that bullpen can do, and now that hitting's starting to get a little confident, it, it's not going to be easy. Garrett Cole's going to have to come out and have a Garrett Cole game. And I've, you know, he grew up around this area where we do this podcast. So we actually know uh, people, including producer Luke's uh, father, whose friend knows him pretty well. I went a long yeah. route there. But regardless, he's a local kid. And people that know him know that he's uh, got a very confident personality. So Garrett Cole will probably go out there and be ready to do it. But I know he's also one of those guys that gets frustrated easy. So if things aren't going well early, it could be uh, Tampa Bay's got to strike first. Um, yeah, I mean, he I don't think he did well in the playoffs with the Pirates. Like, Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that is very, very emo- – he plays with his emotions – and if the Rays can come out and do what they did to Verlander tonight, which was score three in the first, then they're really in trouble because the Rays are one of those teams that you give them a two, three run lead. That manager is smart and that pitching rotation and bullpen is good enough that he can play with you and he can make uh make you pay. So that'll be a good game. I believe that'll be Thursday. Probably be about a four or five o'clock game because it should be the only game on that night. Definitely. It will be, yeah. Uh, but tomorrow, the two game fives in the National League. We'll start with the first one. About 2 p.m. Pacific time, Atlanta Braves at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. John Flaherty. Is it John Flaherty? John Flaherty? Jack. Jack Flaherty. Who's John Flaherty? That's an actual a different person. different guy, too. Yeah. I think he was a reliever or something. Yeah. So Jack Flaherty versus uh, Mike Feltonovitz or whatever. Fultonavich. Fultonavich. Yeah, like I said. And uh, the Braves, believe it or not, Slight underdogs at home, not by much, but slight dogs at home. Uh, Braves have blown the game in the ninth inning in game four when they were up four to three. Yadier Molina had a clutch. Never mind. It was in the eighth inning they blew it. He had a clutch single in the eighth that uh, tied the game. And then in the 10th, he won it with a sack fly. Ozuna had two home runs. Goldschmidt had a home run and a couple doubles. So the guys they paid for actually came through. And uh, I don't know. Momentum's favoring the cardinals right now they're the one of those teams that always seem to be up there in those but they've also situations blew two games two blown leads i believe in the late innings just an interesting series i think uh not really impressed by either team right now yeah i mean it's you never know with these these series but i don't know i think the uh the other two teams in the national league should be if whoever wins should be looking at it like we should be the favorites in the next series. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Whoever does win, and that leads us to this final series, Dodgers Nationals. And Andy, this is your team. I trust that you have watched all four games. Oh, well, I know you only got. Yeah, no, you, we watched most of Game One on Thursday. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it was a rocking chair pretty fairly early when we started doing our podcast. With Tommy, I will uh, but, uh, not watch the game if I can get that same result from Thursday night. What? It was a six, oh, six, if you Walker Buehler can shut him if out. If you're not watching, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Andy, you're the Dodger guy. You're our uh, you're our Dodger blue, like we like to call you, the Dodger blue boy. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so tell me, what do you think? So I had been. What saying, has happened so far? What have you seen? I'd been saying. Oh, a lot on this podcast that the Nationals were the second best team in the National League. And I will give you this credit. You said that early. And yeah. I don't when think, if, like I, if I remember correctly, yeah. I didn't really buy it. And then I would say around early August when they started hitting like it, like it was going out of style, like they started just hitting the shit out of the ball. I started looking at that rotation. I remember I said, I was like, wait a minute, this team actually scares me. And uh, yeah, here we are going to game five. I picked uh, Strasburg to win the Cy Young. I said, like, this is the year he puts it together. And he did pitch very well. He's not going to win the Cy Young, but he's going to be up there. He'll get some votes, maybe some third-place votes. And uh, based on the way he pitched in Game 2, he uh, might be the best pitcher in the National League because he completely dominated the Dodgers lineup that usually, you know, destroys right-handed pitching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and That's uh, – I remember that. That was like – this was like I remember the third or fourth game of the year. We were at a – Golden Road, and uh, I was going to take an over the Dodgers and Diamondbacks, I believe it was. And you told me, yo, Dodgers dominate right handed pitching because the over under was like eight and a half. And I want to say Dodgers won that game like 16 to four or something like that. It was one of those early yeah. season games where they were. But yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I'm excited for it tomorrow. Probably be more calm than you, but. Yeah, you got to think like eventually the Dodgers' bats will show up. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I was actually Cody also- Bellinger hasn't really. He's, I think he had a double and a single the other night. Hasn't really uh, had a big. So I think hit. the the thing with that game is it was obviously Bueller starting. The key is going to be getting at least five out of Bueller would be nice, even if it was like four and two thirds. Because Kershaw, I don't care what you say, Kershaw it has to be looming in that bullpen. He's going to be available. He's going to be in there, and I because I, I, I just don't think you can. Just go with the bullpen. Like, I don't want this to be the sixth inning. It's a 2-2 game, and we're bringing in Joe Kelly or something. I think Joe Kelly and Pedro Baez are not going to be seen. Because I think they'll have... <laughs> that's because Andy's going to find them. All the other guys, Maida, Rias, Jansen. Yeah, Kershaw. And Kershaw. Because if, if Bueller can gonna... give you five good innings, and then especially... If he only gives them five innings, that's a disappointment, honestly. No, I was saying if he can give you at least. I was just yeah. going to say if he can give you... At least five, but hopefully if he can give you like six or so, then you're in a yeah. good spot, you would imagine. The, but the other side of that is can they force Strasburg out early? He only yeah, you uh, gotta they gotta go back to how they're I'm uh, not I haven't been watching enough to even say they haven't been doing this, but they have to have one of those Dodger games which led the league in like plate discipline and just make Strasburg work. Like you have to go in there saying like we want to get to that bullpen because Scherzer won't be available, will he? I mean he probably will say he is, but who knows? But even if he is, that'll be his yeah. fourth appearance. Or actually, yeah, his fourth appearance already counting that one inning he pitched because of uh, the Brewer series. Yeah. And this will be on a very short rest. I don't even think he'd be that effective. He hasn't already looked that effective. The most effective he looked was one inning. And they already did this with uh, Corbin in game three. And, and Corbin got railed. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to be uh, willing to do so that. So that's but. the thing is, though, is Corbin, Corbin's going to obviously be available He'll then. He'll be available. But, but I mean, Dodgers mean? are now comfortable against Corbin. They even looked, that, that was who they beat game one. The Dodgers are not afraid of Corbin. Honestly, if I'm that coach, I would almost rather bring in Annabelle Sanchez than Corbin. Sanchez looked yeah, decent. He should be available as well. Um, and it looks like the Nationals are just not going to allow their bullpen to pitch aside from those two <laughs> Hudson, guys. Yeah. Hudson. And who's the other one? Doolittle. Doolittle. Um, and they already scored off Doolittle earlier. So, cause everyone else is, it'll be a good game, but it'll be electric in LA. It'll be nice to be back at home. 
and uh, hopefully the Dodgers, you know, get it done. We want to keep cheering for our local team and want to see them get to that third straight World Series. Yeah, it'll it will suck if they lose. People will make fun of them and how they they choke. But I don't know if this was. It's not a huge choke. I said the Nationals were dangerous. Yeah, uh, it's disappointing. So let me just ask you this then, really quick. Let's just say because the last three last two years you've seen the Dodgers get to the World Series, so that's obviously you've cheered for. If the Dodgers were to get eliminated tomorrow, who are you leaning towards to win it? Then will you still be watching? Will you still be you, cheering? Like who am I rooting? Like who for? would you be? Who would you want to see win it if the Dodgers don't? If the Dodgers were to get eliminated tomorrow, who would you want to I see mean, win if, it? If all? Tampa's still in it, I, there you go. Yeah, I agree with that. I hate the fucking Cardinals. The Braves annoy me. But at least the Braves have a local kid that you grew up with. Yeah, but there's too much other shit with the Braves. I don't like like anyone else. I don't yeah. know. There's, I don't like Tampa Bay would franchise. be cool because that budget is what like what is nothing. Yeah, but then it's also like part of that is cool, but part of it isn't. The way they run that team. What would be interesting stuff. is if if the Rays do play the Yankees. Is you know all they'll talk about in that series is the budget comparisons. They'll be like, oh, John Carlos Stanton alone is worth more than that entire team. Well, they're which he the honestly might be. You know what Florida is like best known for, like what the residents are. No taxes. No, I mean like what old people who, who lives in Florida. Old people. Old people who used to live in New York. Oh, really? So <laughs> those games, if they do play each other, are going to be like it will be like the Chargers Broncos this week, where it's just a be lot fun. of Broncos fans. A lot There's of a lot of Yankees fans, and because Tampa only gets like eleven people per game, anyways. They they looked good these lot yeah. these two home games. They looked into it, but uh, with Tampa Bay though, uh, they play the Yankees pretty well. And I've always said, like, the thing of the why I don't think the Yankees are going to win at all is because when they play good pitching, which would be against either Houston or Tampa Bay, they have a lot of good hitters on that team, but they got a lot of free swinging hitters on that team. They got, you know, Judge can hit home runs. He can strike out. Same with Stanton. Same with Encarnacion. Same with Sanchez. Glaber Torres. So I just think that's why I haven't thought the Yankees are going to win it this year is because I just think good pitching beats that team. I mean, so. yeah, you've seen it in the series with the Dodgers. It seems like, oh, good pitching will beat a good lineup, but then the Yankees lineup still got to the Twins pitching, which is above average, I'll say. They still got to those guys. So, I mean, you never know. It's just, it's random. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't know if there's the right way to build a playoff team or anything. You just kind of, you just kind of got to get there and see what happens. Although, whatever the Twins are doing isn't working. Like you've seen that it was like fifteen straight losses in the playoffs. Oh, really? Including thirteen in a row to the Yankees. I did not see that. That is a uh, well. That number doesn't even make sense. I think it's sixteen in a row. Then they lost three to. They got swept by Oakland like twelve years ago. But that's like very different teams. But every time the same result, they get swept in the playoffs. That's really rough. So my sympathies go out to them. Awesome. Very exciting. <laughs> any uh, any more MLB? I think we need to we need to go to the NFL and wrap this up. Let's do it. Take us so there. So I Andy. think uh, I think we should go quick here with some of the the things that happened this week. Um, the Seahawks beat the Rams in a very exciting game, and they uh, they now have a game lead over the Rams, but they're not even in first place. That the Forty ers they won again. They're four zero. So that the NFC West looks like. A really good division here, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if the uh, 
the Super Bowl loser usually struggles the next year. It looks like the Rams are headed that way. And the Rams haven't looked good ever since Gurley basically wasn't 100%. Even in the playoffs, they kind of squeaked by. I mean, they were able to get that first round by, and then they were able to beat Dallas at home. But I think a lot of people weren't even too sure how good that Dallas team was. And then they go and they beat the Saints basically on a bad on a call that should have been gone should have gone the other way which would have turned that whole game around and then they got beaten in a very ugly boring game to the Patriots so ever since really Gurley's hasn't you know been the Gurley he was in the middle of the season last year that Rams team hasn't been that effective I mean it helped that they got Cooper Cup back I mean Cooper Cup's been really good you know he's Goff's favorite target but that Ram team doesn't impress me I don't think they're gonna be uh I mean, they're like the third best team in that division right now. Seattle looks good. Then we'll get to the Niners, who look good. I watched that last night. And Russell Wilson looks amazing. I think Russell Wilson is going to be up there, in my opinion, for MVP when it's all said and done this year. Yeah, definitely. I think he'd win it if the season ended today. Yeah, from what he's done for that team and what just with what he has. I mean, he's got not a lot, and he just yeah. makes it into something. He's a and I, I was just when I was just watching that Ram game, it's like he's running a lot too like on almost every other play it seems like he's running and then he's just a very key player that for whatever reason i feel like recently by some people gets overlooked but he's really good the uh the raiders went to london without their top remaining receiver and they ended up beating the the bears that bears defense yeah, the Bears, I think, uh, and I was hearing this before the season started, that there was a lot of the wise guys, the sharp betters in Vegas that weren't very high on the Bears. And I have to say, I think feel like I was one of those people, too, that wasn't very big on them. I thought last year was kind of like a surprise season, and it was just not going to happen again. It was like if it was going to happen for the Bears, it had to happen last year with all that momentum, how that defense was playing. And that defense is still good, but Trubisky, a lot of people didn't think he'd do well, and now he's hurt and wasn't doing well. Like now you have Chase Daniels, your quarterback, they don't really have a amazing ground game right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that defense is good, but it's just we've talked about this before. This is the day and age now where to win the Super Bowl, you really have to have a defense. You can't have those teams like the, the Ravens when they won it with Dilfer and the Buccaneers when they won it with Brad Johnson that just have great defenses and an offense that can get by. I mean, you really do need a quarterback nowadays, and the Bears just don't have one. The Bears just – don't impress me. Well, it looks like a great defense is just not reliable enough. That that also. How do you go from dominating the Vikings, making them look and so I, weak? And so and what I'll Raiders obviously say look. about that is the travel obviously hurt a little bit. I mean, you go from yeah. – you have they had to go all the way to London. It's a different time. Throws you off. And when you do rely heavy on defense, it doesn't surprise me that that could be the thing. And sure enough, the Raiders, you know, took it to them on the ground. Josh Jacobs, and I only know this because I played him in one of the fantasy leagues I'm in, had a great game, a couple yeah. touchdowns, like about 100 yards, and you just don't even see that against the Bears. And sure enough, you know, that, you know he was able to make it happen. So I think the travel, I'll give the Bears a little bit of a asterisk there and say, like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. There was a lot of travel. It's hard. You're not, not only are you not in your time zone, you're not even in America. So... That was tough. And there's another London game this week, though. That's This is the 6.30 game. Normally, those yeah. games are 6.30. And uh, that's Tampa Bay and Carolina. So that'll be interesting, too. Yeah, and the new uh, Tottenham. 
arena. Yeah, they're uh, they're getting some like of those that. games there. You know what though? Here's the thing: they have friendly games for soccer here in America. We're giving them real games. Let's get a Premier League game yeah. over here. I I mean, where would they actually play? Like, I don't. We'll figure that out when they get here. But yeah, until then, it's like let me see Manchester United versus Liverpool. Liverpool, Boston Red Sox own them. The man, that guy, play in Fenway. Let's Liverpool versus like someone else. I'm, like, I'm not against it. If they're listening to, to this, friends. bring a Premier League game here. I mean, just Brexit your way. Because here's over the thing: too. they're always saying like, "Oh, they want to get it bigger out here too." Just like we want to get football bigger out, our football bigger out there. And it's like we're giving you real games. Like you're getting to see the best running back in football right now, next this Sunday with McCaffrey. Oh yeah, okay. I was like Josh Jacobs. Is I mean, good. they're getting to see our own little Christian McCaffrey. We are sending our Christian McCaffrey you out get to there see to them. Cam Newton's hat. I'm sure he'll be there, even though he's not going to play. Yeah, you'll get to see a good. Uh, Solid, like solid receiver in Godwin. You will get to lock up your crab legs because they're in danger from James oh, yeah, Winston. From James Winston. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, don't send us friendlies. You know, give us a Premier League game, a game that really matters. And it's like, oh shit, this game matters. We've been sending games over for basketball there too and stuff. I don't know, all around the world. I would like uh, some of these other countries to give some of us their talent. Agreed. Share it. Um, the Redskins lost very badly again. The Patriots uh, took it to another uh, sub NFL team. I don't know how they keep doing it, but they keep facing the worst teams ever. Oh, have you seen their next two games? Yeah, Giants and Jets. Yeah. I'm. I, here's the thing. Okay, Tom Brady needs to go. I like Tom Brady. But, I mean, the NFL's over here like, how can we make it possible so this motherfucker wins his seventh? Oh, yeah, we'll start their schedule off with Steelers. We'll make them just completely suck. And then we'll have them play the Dolphins, the Jets, the Bills, the Redskins, the Giants. Fuck it. Let's give them the Jets again. Yeah. it's. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow they play the Jets a third time if the schedule's just like, oh, they won't notice this. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> Sam Darnold wasn't there the first let's time. Get, yeah, let's was. give them the Jets again. I was Ugh. thinking about that. that. The Jets, the Redskins, and the Dolphins, they should just at the end of the year, like, okay, none of those games counted, and now we're going to get the real standings. They should just combine all three of those teams. Just just, like, yeah. <laughs> well, the worst is uh, the Redskins and the Dolphins even, play even this Even if week. you combined the Redskins, Dolphins, and Jets, who's even your quarterback there, Darnold? If he's, yeah, if he's healthy, he's got to be the best guy. All right. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big matchup this week. Ooh. Miami's at home against the Redskins. Ooh. With the Redskins' new coach, because they did fire. So Jay is Green. Miami going to be favored in this game? They're not. Okay, that's crazy. And honestly, to me. I would take the Redskins simply because they fired Gruden. A lot of times, when you fire a coach, they uh, teams kind of respond to that. I I think they're so broken. I don't know how it's going to happen. But. Well, I mean, the Dolphins. I mean, but then again, the Dolphins are coming off a bye, so maybe the Dolphins are a little motivated. Like this, hey, this could be a win for us. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, that's a game. Obviously, I would not touch. Wouldn't even know what to do with that game. All right, so uh, I don't know if you're still even uh, watching your team this year, but no, I know our quarterback <laughs> almost died. Though I'm also convinced that Juju Smith thought he was dead. Yeah, if you watch that video and watch his reaction to it, he runs over, he gets held back, and he goes on his knees and he's like crawling and he's like very frantic. And if you really looked at it, Mason Rudolph legitimately looked dead. Like I was like even like I didn't see it live or anything, but I eventually saw the replay later that night, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I'm convinced uh, Juju Smith thought he was dead. 
It it is scary. It, it, it seems more and more that well, it's just so crazy now for the Steelers season. Is it's like I love our defense. I really do, especially when they added Fitzpatrick. But my God, now the quarterback they have went to Samford, <laughs> not Stanford, Samford. Yeah, you forget that they they traded their third string quarterback. Yeah, Dobbs at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And Unreal. So now they're on their fourth string, and Unreal. they said they're. Their emergency backup is Jalen Samuels, their backup running back. And he's hurt. He, and he's hurt. So they actually have no plan. If this guy were to get hurt <laughs> next week, they have nothing. And you know what's funny? They're playing the Chargers. Sunday night game, originally, I was like intrigued going to that game. I I have no interest going. I'm not going to make the first Steeler game I go to have fucking... I don't even know the guy's name. I forget his name already. Devin Hodges. Hodges be the <laughs> quarterback for the game I watch. I don't care. Honestly... I mean, I'm not going to say it, but deep down, like I'm cheering for fantasy players that night, and those fantasy players happen to only be on the Chargers, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Obviously, I hope the Steelers win, but I also hope Melvin Gordon goes for like 250 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. I mean, I doubt it because I think and the 13 Steelers... touchdowns. So uh, let's just talk about the Chargers too, because I mean, they didn't <laughs> lose their quarterback, but their team is falling apart. They brought Melvin Gordon. At least back there's more was... optimism in them. I, mean, I follow Melvin Gordon on Instagram only because I drafted him in fantasy and wanted to know what his status was in playing again. But now I'm just intrigued by him. So he was even saying, he's like, I think Keenan Allen or him had a quote this week that said, there's nothing to fix when you've already got the talent. And it's like, okay. So okay well, yeah. You guys have the talent, but no offensive line. They're, the they're optimistic, which I like, what are they? Two and three. Yeah, but this was the easy part of their schedule. I mean, I uh, they could have been six and zero. Like I was telling you, like I like the. Could they have been six and zero if they're two and three? I'm saying they could have been. Oh, if they win. Like Steelers. if you look at if you looked at the schedule of the teams they played their first six weeks. Oh, and, and then now you're looking at what's to come with. How yeah, that they got Steelers like the entire were. NFC North, and then two games against the Chiefs, two games against the Raiders. It's like, oh shit, the way they're playing, they're not going to beat the Raiders. So yeah, they uh. They, uh, I'm Melvin Gordon. I'm not too worried about how he played because it was the first game back, and I don't care. It's yeah, sure, he's in shape, but it's still getting back in. I'm sure there were some jitters. I think he comes back against the Steelers. Well, actually, the Steelers, I think, actually have a decent rush defense. So I don't know. I'm sure he'll do fine against Steelers. They'll move the ball, he'll have a touchdown or two, but uh, he'll 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 well, get I mean, it. Going. They didn't have a touchdown last week, yeah, no, but they're due for a touchdown or two. And one of the dumbest fourth and one calls, a terrible idea. Well, what did when they do on that? I feel like I remember watching that. Well, it was dumb in the first place. You're down 17. That I know you want to be aggressive and try to score when you're at the one, but it actually helps to just kick that field goal. And it would have helped because at the end of the game, they kicked the field goal with 30 seconds left to try to get the onside because oh, yeah. they, they needed 10 points, which if they already had that field goal before, they could have tried for the touchdown. So it was like really dumb. Uh, I thought it was a bad decision at the, in that moment, and they just did it. What like, quarter weird. was that? This was the, the last play of the the half, the half. right? Yeah, so like I we're just gonna this. score or not. Well, what was the play? I remember Rivers well, did something. It was something stupid. It oh. was something like trick play, and then it was a sweep to Eckler who tried to run to the sideline. That's right. That's right. But he actually, it's not a great play for him because since he's small, he can't actually do like a quick that's run right. I, and I, stretch. I remember the play. They faked it to Gordon. Yeah. Here's my thing. Fourth and one. I remember I was watching that because I was saying. Feed Gordon. Give him that touchdown. Give his confidence back. Let the man do what he used to do, which was just beasting through. Yeah, I think that was that was really stupid that they didn't let him try to just put it in because yeah. that's what he's good at. Like yeah, I, I love right Eckler. There. But Melvin Gordon's been one of the best guys at getting touchdowns. And you give it like, you give this another week, a couple weeks and stuff, Gordon will be become definitely more and more of the 
featured back. And I mean, you'll still have Eckler and there'll be packages. I'm sure we're like that play where they're out there at the same time. Like Eckler's not going anywhere. Here's what I was going to say really quick. Andy, hear me out here. We're in the way the league is now. I haven't looked at, maybe I'll look right now. Is it crazy to think that a running back could lead the league in receptions? Eckler has to be in the top five. If not, I think he's number one right now. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. But I think, yeah, it was the first time someone's led the, a running back has led the league in receptions after five weeks. So, right here, I'm, yeah, I, uh, I think I'd seen that. See, so I was, I knew what I'm saying. But, uh, it was also the first time someone had 15 catches without 100 yards in a game. <laughs> so, now he's not going to lead the league in catches because he's not going to have that kind of game all the time. So, right now, Eckler is actually third. Oh, okay. Michael Thomas is number one with 45. Cooper Cup, 41. Oh, he's Eckler, number one 39. in the AFC then. Okay. There you go. Yeah, number one in the AFC. And you know who's number two in the AFC? Keenan Allen. Yeah, his teammate. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a sign that uh, the Chargers' uh, pass catchers are pretty thin right now. A lot of injuries. Uh, they had uh, a guy go out for the season. They had the backup tight end go out for the season. Their starting tight end has missed a bunch of time. Mike Williams never stays healthy. It's been a classic Charger season. Yeah, well, hope for the best for him. So I don't know if anyone even wants to watch that game next week. Some other things from last week. Deshaun Watson, another incredible game. Uh, that team looks very up and down. Deshaun Watson's got to be a fun fantasy quarterback to have, though. And uh, Will Fuller must have had a uh, made a lot of fantasy owners happy last week. I think it was like 200-something yards, three touchdowns. The Cowboys got embarrassed. Did you watch any of that game? Uh, we were watching more of the Charger game, but, I mean, we watched pretty much the whole fourth because the Charger game, I think, was over by then because that Packer game went pretty slow. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I have Devontae Adams in one of my leagues, and the moment Devontae Adams went out, and this goes back to with, like, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter against the Eagles – Aaron Rodgers hasn't like thrown a touchdown since. He's looked lost, honestly, since uh, Devontae Adams got hurt. And uh, they won because Aaron Jones had like 18 touchdowns. But Aaron Jones leading the league, eight rushing touchdowns for him. I was just looking at it. He's, uh, he's doing well. Yeah, I mean, that was a uh, good performance. I was yeah. surprised that that Packers defense was really able to uh, slow down the Cowboys. The Cowboys scored at the end points, but it really was the game was out of reach. Like thirty-one to three at one point. Yeah, um, they they had a chance. They were making it like somewhat interesting, though. They were at least giving people a, a like scare. Yeah, who were Packer fans. Uh, the Chiefs also lost their first game. This was a, one of the biggest upsets because if you looked at that Colts injury report, it was scary. They had like two starting corners out, starting safety, starting linebacker, and those were the best players. The Bleak Cooker and um, Johnson, uh, Leonard. Yeah, Leonard. Those are the best players on defense. They were both out. And it's like, this is against the Chiefs. And their like, defense I don't, I don't, looked uh, – it was crazy, too, because they showed Mahomes' first two drives, and it was like 150 yards. It yeah. looked like it was going to be walk in the park. And then they showed like his like six drives recently, and it was like 80 pass yards. And I'll tell you, the one thing I like about the Colts, offensive line, man, you got to give it to them. They were able to just run that ball on them and uh, – the thing about it, too, that I liked that's interesting is that the the Colts have currently converted like seven straight fourth downs. And typically, oh, fourth, I remember. T- typically fourth downs are like fourth and one, fourth and two. And it's because and honestly, a lot of times on fourth down, you probably want to you either do like a play action play or you do run it. And that offensive line is so good that it's like you're able to get those first downs on those runs. 
And uh, Colts will be an interesting team. I mean, now I'm starting to understand why, if they had a healthy Andrew Luck, why people had them as top like five favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Because they have a good ground game. They have, you know, you got a good receiver in T.Y. Hilton, a couple solid tight ends. But Jacoby Brissett, who knows? I mean, he's uh, doing all right. What are they, three and two? Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't make huge plays, but he doesn't ruin the game for you. Yeah, he doesn't really make too many mistakes. And he's mobile, which is always good. And then you have the running backs, the Marlon Mack, and a couple other decent guys. It's interesting for the Colts. All right, and the last game to talk about here is, uh, I don't know what, what side you should take here are the 49ers really good is their defense just really really good so i watched that game last night and i will say i mean cleveland's you know they're not an amazing team but they're not a pushover team either and they the put niners, 40 on on baltimore and the week before so. yeah the niners they did look good here's the thing i think we forget with is jimmy garoppolo wins i mean he won those games with the patriots and then he went to the niners at the end of the year and he won those games and then last year he was hurt, so he didn't really play much. And now here he is coming in this year, and he's uh, already up. Uh, he's, and he's 4-0 now. Their ground game's good with Brita and Coleman and that Mossert guy or whatever. They're able to move the ball. They have the be- one of the best tight ends in the league in Kittle. You know, I would say I think they could be better at wide receiver, but with a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, it's almost like uh, it doesn't matter. And then, yeah, that defense is good. I love Nick Bosa. I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I'm an Ohio State guy. My family's from Ohio, so that's the one college team that we do cheer for a lot. And I knew exactly what he was doing when he sacked Mayfield, and he did the flag celebration thing because Baker Mayfield, back when Oklahoma played Ohio State, when they won at Ohio State, Baker Mayfield got the Oklahoma flag and stuck it right in the middle of Ohio State's field, and Nick Bosa didn't forget that. And I think it's awesome for them to go in the pros, and he, not, he sacked him and then did that celebration and Baker Mayfield's all over the place in commercials, and Nick Bosa's like, yeah, you put your t- you put a target on yourself, you know, you really do. You put a target on yourself, and Nick Bosa was going for that target all night long, and he he got it. You know, he he owned Baker Mayfield last night, and then you have Richard Sherman out there, and the team just seems like they're vibing. Like there was a thing in, that they had uh, Richard Sherman mic'd up, and there was a part where they had him talking to his defense, like the, the offensive, I mean, the defensive lineman. He's like, you guys, he's like, you rush, we cover. You rush, we cover. Like, the defense seems to be clicking. And you got Jimmy G, got a good ground game. NFC, in my opinion, is wide open. There's not one team in the NFC right now that I look at and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it's going to be tough to stop them. Like, you look at the AFC and you're like, oh, the Patriots. And then, oh, like the Chiefs. But you look at the NFC, there's not one team, in my opinion, that I'm just kind of like, oh, shit. Like, that team's going to be tough to beat. Like, last year it was clearly the Rams early on, but this year, I, I don't know. I mean, you still got the Saints. I don't know. No, I know, and I'm high on the Saints, but I don't look at the Saints and say, oh, my God, this team's going to be impossible to beat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really wonder, are they really going to be that much better off with Drew Brees? That's, then I agree with that. I mean, he's older. He's getting up there. And, I mean, it, let, here's the thing. I mean, let's say, I mean, they're 3-0 without Brees. Let's just say they're 6-0. and Let's just say they're 6-0 by the time Brees comes back. At least 5-1, and but let's just say they're 6-0. I mean... Uh, you have to put Breeze back in, but you look at it and you're like, I mean, why stop something that's good? But, I mean, you're, you're going to have no choice. So, it'll be interesting. That could well, throw things off. Maybe it'll work itself out again. It, kind of like a Nick Foles thing where then Drew Breeze gets hurt in week 16. And let's Teddy back in. But, yeah, who knows? I don't know. It's only been five weeks. We really don't know shit. As far as, far as I can concerned, the Patriots are 1-0. Like, I know what it says in the standings. Oh, no, but I they're 1-0. Um, so... 
Who really knows at this point? I 100% agree with you. Patriots are uh, not have the easiest schedule. I mean, have not had the hardest schedule. They've had a very easy schedule. So we'll see. I mean, I'm excited for when they do have to play someone real. I mean, they do have to play the Chiefs at some point this year. They play Dallas. They play the Eagles. So I don't know. We'll see. But I think that's uh, yeah, it's been a long one. Yeah, this was a uh, it was action packed. I mean, October sports that, are going. It's crazy. I, I was just gonna say October's that month where all the sports are going on. I mean, basketball hasn't even started yet, but look how much we were talking about preseason. So this is just how it comes around this time of the year. Well, I think that'll uh, about do it for episode 138 sports. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Tony Katz. Yes, we did. And the off-road, Andy. Goodbye. We'll see you later.